You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is RX Talk with Susie, the first and only pharmacy-specific podcast for women, about women, hosted by women. As recently as the 1960s, women made up only 8% of all U.S. pharmacists. Today, that number has increased to over 55% of the women pharmacist workforce and 85% of the pharmacy technician workforce. With two-thirds of USD PharmaD graduates being female, these numbers are going up. Welcome to RX Talk with Susie. Your host is a pharmacist professional and educator, wife, mother, and the founder of Pharmacist Moms Group. RX Talk with Susie is part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Now, let's talk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, Today, I have a really, really exciting show for you guys. I thought this was exciting because I've been, as you know, in academia for most of my career, whether I was a faculty member or uh, an assistant dean. Um, And I've always worked with students. I love working with students. So I thought for my next episode, why not bring on students? Uh, And I thought it would be great. And so I have two of my pharmacy students here, Catherine Kim and Shilpa Matthews. And I wanted to have them introduce themselves. So welcome, ladies. Thank you for being on the show. Hi, thank you for having us. (laughs) Hi. All right. So tell me a little bit and tell the audience, why don't we get started by you guys telling them a little bit about yourselves um, and maybe why you decided to go to pharmacy school. Well, so I, my name is Shopa. I, it's my last year of pharmacy school. Uh, I did a zero to six pharmacy school program. So I started straight up high school. Um, I, so I'm actually a first generation American and I think being, um, from immigrant parents, uh, we healthcare and getting medications was actually a big concern for us just to be able to afford it. Um, so I think growing up, uh, the pharmacists in our neighborhood had like a huge influence on us. They, if you were sick, instead of having to go to a doctor and do a, uh, get a co-payment, we would go to the pharmacy and then the pharmacist would help us out. So we were able, at a young age, I was able to see the impact the pharmacy had on the community. And I think I wanted to grow up and do something like that as well. Oh, wow. That's great. That's inspiring, yeah. <laughs> All right, great. All right, and here's Catherine. Hi, my name's Catherine. Um, I'm also at the same year as Shilpa. Um, I actually started pharmacy school right straight out of high school. Um, to be honest, at 18, I probably didn't know much about pharmacy starting up, but I used to volunteer as an EMT in my local town, and I realized I really did not like blood. <laughs> so um, med school was out of the question, but I didn't. I wanted to go help out people, but I didn't really know how I wanted to go about it. And then I had a family member who actually... Uh, a family friend met friend who um, went to pharmacy school and my parents were like, why don't you try that out? And I was like, sure. So I applied and luckily got into the school of my choice. And um, I mean, I love it. I get to help a lot of people in different aspects and it's pretty rewarding actually. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Um, so I'm really excited to get, have you guys here because I feel that a lot of times as preceptors, and I hear this a lot from a lot of the moms in my pharmacist moms group, you know, about our students. And so I I thought that it would be interesting to know or do a show on what things that you wish your preceptor would know about pharmacy students. So, (laughs) so I thought, um, you know, if we could get 
I don't know, any tips or things about rotations that you really loved or maybe, you know, you, you didn't like so much. I think that that would be very helpful to a lot of our listeners to understand, you know, what, what are some great things that preceptors do and what are some not so great things that uh, preceptors do? So. So I think um, as students, uh, we learn a lot by seeing our preceptors and how they interact and act in their work environment. And yeah, and also just um, if they're happy, if they seem to enjoy what they do, I think we pick up on that a lot. Um, So I think just the preceptor being present and willing and interested in us and interested in teaching us, it goes such a long way. Mm -hmm. And usually it's the preceptors that do seem to be very happy with what they do or just not miserable with what they do (laughs) that um, makes a difference. So what's the difference between somebody who is miserable and someone who just likes what they're doing? I think I could tell right away just by like, I know this sounds a little cheesy, but just like from their eyes too, like you could tell like if they're focusing, if they really care about the one, like even if they're verifying orders, you really can tell if they care about, you know, checking up on just like a Tylenol order and seeing that and seeing a passion like that, it makes you consider, Hey, maybe I should go into this career because it goes a long way. Um, or just like their body language. It's, it's not something that I can say specifically. um, Yeah. Like I can pinpoint, but it's definitely body language and the way they speak about their job, especially like you can tell like subtle hints, like if they're a little passive aggressive, you can tell that they don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I agree with that. I think that um, part of our role as a preceptor is to try to be, you know, inspiring and offer you guys opportunities just to see different areas of, um, pharmacy that you you're considering because I think as a student you still might not know what you're doing right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so um so what has been your favorite rotation then so far this one oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have promised it by saying I did not tell them to say that. <laughs> no so what are some um, yeah so you can tell me about your favorite rotations I think or you know things that you enjoyed on rotation um, definitely. I think this sounds really bad, but <laughs> I mean, um, but I like the ones where they really challenged me a lot because, um, I guess like one of the things that I guess I would want my preceptor to know is that we know a lot less than you think we do, <laughs> yeah. but that's because of that. It's, we're really really kind of like hungry to like learn more and to absorb as much as possible. So I guess like to really think of us as sponges, like we're seeing everything, we're noticing everything. And um, we're even seeing like your coworkers, like the staff that work underneath you, like how they're behaving, how their outlook is too. So, I mean, when I, like one of my favorite rotations, going back to the question (laughs) is that, like somewhere where there's a good work culture, definitely. And places that challenge me to be a better student, to be a better future healthcare provider too. And um, where somewhere I learn a lot and can take a lot from. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. I think also exactly what Catherine said, that we want a challenge where we're not afraid to have difficult cases or go through difficult rotations if we do feel like we're learning. One of my favorite rotations was um, actually at a site where we would 
um, go and we would visit the patients and the patient was very aware with how much we knew in terms of our pharmacy knowledge and how much we didn't. So she would sit with us beforehand and also after we visited patients and go through each case with us. So it wasn't as if she demanded that we knew everything, but if we didn't, she was very open to um, explaining things to us, which yeah, I thought right, was yeah. very helpful. Right. Or showing us like, hey, this is the bare minimum that I do, like at my thought process. Right. Or I see a patient and it's good to see that like one of the last rotation I was at, um, it was a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. Like, I was there for like way like above and like the time that was required of me because I, I saw what my preceptor was doing. And especially when she counseled patients, her technique was amazing. amazing. Like I just wanted to know how I could talk to patients that smoothly, that simply, that concisely, like just to see how to better myself. Yeah, so right. that to me was like, I took so much from that. Yeah. Right. So she had really good bedside manner, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like, and it's also like they, she knew what my weaknesses were too. Mm-hmm. And it's not that she poked and prodded in it in a way that was mean or malevolent, but it was just more like she knew it was, I was weak at it. So let's make it better. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, exactly. Okay. So, so I think, so attitude, staff, yes. mm-hmm. um, you know, the culture of the environment that you're in, I think that's important. I mean, even as a pharmacist where, where I've worked, culture is extremely important. Um, and I don't know if you even know that quote, there's a quote that says culture eats strategy for breakfast. So, <laughs> you know, you can have this great strategy, you can have this great idea, you can have this great company, but really it's the culture and the people and how they feel about going to work that really makes or breaks it. Yeah. So I think that goes um, further than just being a student. I think that will follow yeah. you throughout your right. career too. Um, you know, and I think those are all important attributes of what, you know, what some yeah. of the things that um, preceptors could know um, to do yeah. with their students or um, to help them. So, so now tell me about my rotation. <laughs> <laughs> no, like yeah. had, it was different because we've all been doing, we've been doing such clinical stuff yeah for a long time and that's been our mindset for a while so then for us to for example like we've all, we're always standing even at work or even at rotations you know running around doing something or helping fill something but it's different to be sitting down and actually be on a computer yeah, for once yeah yeah it's a different focus that's what I was even saying to you today when I was um, looking at the grades and I was like well when you're in an office environment and I'm on a computer it's different than someone who might yeah receptor standing and working out patients and they might get to their computer have to do it after hours so right yeah, it's a different yeah and it's good to get exposed to all of those environments Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I agree 100%. So I think also just starting out in pharmacy school too, as a 17 year old, my idea of what pharmacy was, was retail pharmacy, the community pharmacy. Um, and then coming into this rotations and seeing other rotations and you see all the different things that a pharmacist could do and the different, you know, aspects of pharmacy. I think this like definitely opened my eyes into what pharmacists would do. Yeah. Other than like community or hospital, and also like the staff, it's great within your yeah. com- within the company too. It's just like with um, with them, it was no, that's like, they were so warm and inviting. And if we had questions, they weren't afraid to answer that, like to just um, answer them, even if they might be really dumb questions. Yeah, and no, but they're no, there's no times. dumb questions. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. questions. So, but I think that's important too. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's interesting is sometimes you work with people who aren't pharmacists, so it's mm-hmm. kind of like. Um, learning and exposing yourself to people who aren't pharmacists as well and working with them, which is kind of nice. And, yeah. Um, 
I know I always enjoy that and explain to people, wait, a pharmacist can do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have a lot more knowledge that um, a lot of people might not know that, that right. what we've learned and what we were trained for. So we've um, been talking to them because they have a different aspect of life that we severely lack for example like kind of like the more businessy or like even applications yeah. like when we were talking with are we need to see their names I mean, yeah, you don't have to say yeah. <laughs> but like when we we're talking to them it was just yeah. like um they helped us out so much and give a new perspective that yeah. we would never have thought of like, yeah oh yeah. like maybe oh we're you know just speaking with them it was like eye-opening yeah, yeah definitely and I'm sure you guys did the same for them okay. for them it's nice to work with you know someone who has the science background and yeah you know credibly thinking in a different area so oh yeah kind of blends together brings, them up, yeah. brings yeah. us out of our yeah. tunnel vision yeah. really they <laughs> go a lot more smoothly so I think that's that's important too um so you guys know the show is about women and for women and mm-hmm. pharmacy and all, and all of that. But um, I wanted to ask you guys if you um, had any female mentors in pharmacy or if you, um, you know, how you celebrated to Women Pharmacists Day. <laughs> uh, well, so I guess through organizations that I'm involved in campus on, uh, we did celebrate Women in Pharmacy Day. Um, and I... I do have women uh, mentors and I think it's just very important as like females here to have somebody to look up to in pharmacy and see how much they have achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. And I think it also definitely shaped the way I have gone through my pharmacy school. Yeah. yeah. Well, also like within our class, it, class too, and you could see this in any pharmacy class. Um, I feel like it's 60% women, women and then like yeah. 40% males. Yeah. And just in it, in, like in that in itself, I think is pretty powerful because it shows us that, hey, we can stand on our own, but it also in a way is kind of a gender neutralizing factor. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you don't really look at that and yeah. we don't realize that, oh, he's going maybe like that that male student who could be sitting next to me could be getting ahead of me just because he's male it's not anything like that because you know we're all going for the same thing we're all working towards the same thing yeah and also just because having more women in pharmacy you see more women leaders and I think that's also just very important because I think there is a lack of women leaders just like overall and I think it's like progressively yeah, that's actually starting to change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. oh, definitely. Yeah, I think that was that is a concern because yeah. I think a lot of time when you look at the leadership, there it's predominantly male, even though there's right. a lot of women in pharmacy. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a critical point. Right, that was um, one of the reasons why I really wanted to um, bring light to Women Pharmacists Day right. and bring right. light to women because there are more and more women practicing, but a lot of the leadership roles have traditionally been held by males um until recent until recent years actually one of the hospitals I did my rotation at I realized all the upper management within the pharmacy department were all females and I was like wow like I didn't at first it didn't really hit me like this is a big thing but actually seeing them actually seeing like the director be female and her manager being female too Mm -hmm. it was like wow like a department can be run. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I just like comment on it and like, wow, like I never really thought about it, but this is great. Like you have an all female upper management staff. Mm-hmm. So like I thought for me, that's like pretty powerful mm-hmm. to see in itself. Cause when I started pharmacy, one of the things, you know, people were telling me like, oh, it's a good job for a woman. Oh, right. Yeah. But that's yeah. like the worst thing you can ever say yeah. right. to a woman. Because I think, yeah. 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 I think a lot of people say that um, to, to women, but then 
you know, yeah. Yeah, you realize it's like there's so many aspects to pharmacy. Like you can go to so many different careers right. and go to so like even like listening to your career path as well yeah it's like wow like I don't have to do one thing for the rest of my yeah. life like yeah. I can do this yeah. I can do that yeah. and then be successful and it's great yeah. to see yeah. yeah and I think that's what happened to me so I think as a student I mean I was similar to you guys when I started pharmacy school I said you know I wanted to work in retail pharmacy because that's what I fell in love with when, mm-hmm. I, when I started and so I had no idea how my life would unfold. And you kind of don't even realize how your life will unfold. So it's like at 20, what I'm planning for, you know, different things happen, you know, people get sick, you can lose someone close to you. You could, you know, there's different life changes that could could occur and that change. You you might have to move. You might have to find a new job because you move and you might, you know, so that's kind of like you make it work with those changes. You you have a baby, you can get married, you know, so a lot of things change in in your life and um so it's just a matter of like going with those changes and finding Mm -hmm. a a path or something um at least for me that's always helped is just trying to find something that works at that time (laughs) you know um and that I'm enjoying uh, what I can do and I think that's the beauty of pharmacy is that there are so many different areas that we can we can work in and things but I know we were talking about this earlier so now I'm gonna ask (laughs) I asked about the lotto last night (laughs) And I know I bought tickets and actually my town was featured because um, the town I live in, we, we all had purchased tickets together and there were over 70 families that purchased tickets. And unfortunately we didn't win. So <laughs> I am not in Hawaii right now. So that's where I, that's where I would be. But um, so where, what would you guys um, have done if you guys won oh, as well? Yeah. <laughs> you guys were billionaires this morning. <laughs> I think this is such a practical answer, right? I think it's also because we're students and we have loans. Yeah. <laughs> so pay loans. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast Nation, here's a quick message from our sponsors supporting the PPN QD. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the healthcare professional link. Like, if I, I probably, in a weird way, finish my degree because it's been six years yeah. and it's like might yeah. as well a couple months left, right? Yeah. But yeah. then I might just go like backpacking around the world one of the things I wanted to do is you know like your passport how they like put the sticker oh yeah Yeah. you want all I want to fill it up yeah 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 I know actually it's funny when I travel internationally I always look at that I'm like oh I haven't really gone to a lot of places yeah and that's one of something that I would love to do too (laughs) get all the get all those stamps Stamps yeah yeah Yeah. before it expires (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so did you guys but did you guys play Sadly, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand the like what I'm supposed to choose, like with the numbers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like, 
one. <laughs> my parents played we lost. Yeah, so. yeah. It was funny. I think so many people who don't normally play just wanted play. to wanted to play less yesterday. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah. Yeah. It got it got pretty pretty crazy. That's how like you get lucky, the least expected person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And we I know we were talking about this earlier, but I wanted to also mention that I had a patient when I was in pharmacy school. Um, I was a pharmacy tech at a store and he actually won the lotto and he had won, I believe, $77 million. And and he was in his seventies, but um, he was, uh, one of the things he did was that he would hang out in the community pharmacy in the waiting area. And when there were patients who couldn't afford their medication, he would step in and give them, you know, a $20 bill or $50, whatever it was that they were actually saying, you know what, I can only pick up this one today and I can't pick yeah. up this one. And, and I thought that was great. So I think that that's something, you know, yeah. to be said for if you, if you do win a lot of, you know, wait, I always think like, if you give some good in the world, even if it's a little thing, I, I know this is a little weird. I like to put an extra quarter sometimes in my parking meter just for oh, someone who might yeah. because it's just like, it's just like, Oh, like I always want good juju back. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. why not build some good karma? So then if something bad happens, we'll study so, it out. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny because I, I actually never have whatever I can I'm like I could just get it for myself but what's yeah. a quarter gonna help yeah you yeah yeah oh that's really yeah. sweet it's yeah. like the little things that go long ways yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> just let us know where you park next time <laughs> I know <laughs> well could you imagine if I were like a, if I won the lotto then like what's oh, like yeah. the little fairy like, things like, every like, little um, parking meter <laughs> gets a quarter <laughs> you're like Oprah like you get a quarter <laughs> you get one too right <laughs> All right, so let's talk about futures. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about uh, where do you see yourself um, going, you know, after pharmacy school, if you have an idea, if not, if you're waiting, you know, when does a pharmacy student kind of make that decision about residency or fellowship or deciding to apply for jobs? And um, I think, okay, so at least with me, um, this year itself, sixth year, has been crazy in terms of trying to figure out what I want to do and everything. Um, I think at this point too, it's almost November. I think there is pressure about mid-year and about interviews and about residency or fellowship and trying to figure out what we want to do. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think rotations definitely help in the fact that it narrows things down and it sees and being in the work environment, it kind of helps us see where we fit in and what we like and what about pharmacy specifically that kept us going. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what I want to do, but I think I'm trying to like narrow it down. So I think rotations definitely is helping with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, I guess uh for me in the long in the long scheme of things i ideally want to work for the fda i think um i really want to like go into public service i guess in a weird way to like serve my country but <laughs> it's 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 but um i mean i want to see also different career paths too as to see um because i've i re- i sometimes i forget how young we are in the long yeah. run of things yeah. too because yeah. for us we seem a lot we think we're a lot older because mm-hmm. we spent so many years in school mm-hmm. that compared to people 
around our age, we seem we're older. Right. So, but then it's like, there's so many possibilities. It's kind of overwhelming what you can choose from. So I guess that's goes back to the whole like main question, like what I want my preceptors to know is to be kind of, um, we're going to ask you a lot of questions. Like we want to know everything that you've done or like what you've experienced, what, um, what you like, what you didn't like, what you, yeah, yeah, that, you know, we want to, we want to know. It's just sometimes we might be really shy and hesitant. So then sometimes like it's might be, it's easier. Like sometimes if they tell us where their background is, Mm -hmm. like, I remember when you told us, like we wanted to know, but then when you told us first, it was like, Oh, great yeah. like then I can ask more questions yeah, yeah. it was great because I think also just talking to the preceptor and their path to how they got to where they are is amazing because you see there it with most preceptors at least or the the like very cool ones there's no like clear cut path and I think yeah. in a way it's scary but it kind of makes me feel a little better because I think also talking to all my friends right now who are yeah. going through the same um you know parts of their lives they feel very stressed as well to try yeah. to figure out what they want to do but I think it's like what you said yeah. we are very young and it's very nice to know that there's not one clear yeah part. or yeah. even if for those preceptors who let's say been in the hospital for all their life or like you know whatever whatever they've been in one career for one yeah, career for like one job for most of their career, career. right yeah. it's even that um, like it doesn't mean that we undermine that kind of, of experience course, that's great to us it's like actually even more valuable because you've seen things come and go like trends right um, they must like what they're doing right. oh, of course you like know? my one preceptor yeah. she's had about 20 years in retail and to see her you know be so be such a staple in her community like mm-hmm. in her mm-hmm. little pharmacy yeah. Yeah. yeah it shows so much like it shows how much she cares like for sure like you know there's hiccups there's you know yeah. that one patient that ruins your day right yeah. but just to see her still go above and beyond even for that one patient too like seeing her make those calls you know listen to people's stories and then ask about people's kids like yeah. where else are you really gonna see that yeah right. Right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I, you know, I love my community pharmacist. Yeah. No. I actually go to an independent just because they know right, yeah. everything about our family. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I and I love um, I love my pharmacist. Yeah. That I go to, so. um, all right. And then I was gonna ask you guys too about the job market, you know, and how oh, you, students, <laughs> wow. you know, um, you know, is it scary as a student? Has it changed from when you started pharmacy school till now? Where oh, definitely. Yeah. It's really scary yeah. right now, yeah. especially with all these new pharmacy schools opening up. Yeah. Like we keep hearing one open up like every, every like every yeah. year there's like a new pharmacy school yeah. and it um, always seems to be in our yeah. area <laughs> yeah. um that's so funny so I was actually talking to the younger students about this too uh so someone who just started pharmacy school this year um and she feels that already she's saying how they feel as if pharmacy is oversaturated at least in this area um and there's like a lot of pressure to feel like there isn't jobs but I don't know if that's necessarily true because I think there is kind of a place for everybody and I know but it's when you're in the pharmacy school mindset it's very hard to see it that way yeah yeah Um, yeah as a student it might be scary but I think well it's because like a lot of my friends too like if they're in retail they might be they're part of a certain district right right so then like one of my friends she was called in by the you know the dm and then they just told them like straight out like from 
P1 to P4, like, hey, we're not going to hire you. Yeah, we're yeah, saturated. Yeah, that's, yeah. And especially that's if you're a younger too. student, right? Yeah. How jaded would you be already yeah. if you're already, yeah. like, yeah, in your first yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, like, yeah. you start panicking, like, yeah. what can I add to my resume? Like, what yeah. can I do to, like, look for other jobs? Because to get another job, like, especially a lot of people in retail want to go into hospital. I know for, our, like, for students. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's, like, well, if you want to get a hospital job, you need hospital experience, but you don't have an experience. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, so then it's experience yeah trying to differentiate yourself right yeah yeah i think that's really what's critical you know as a preceptor or as someone who hires pharmacists i think that you know the advice i have is that you know trying to differentiate yourself from others so going the extra mile you know just like how you give the quarter yeah something else so that you do stand out you know um, i'm actually writing uh, letters of recommendation right now for some of my former students for fellowship yeah one student she really stands out because she did I mean she stands out from the crowd like you mm-hmm. know there's some of these students that you know you're like I'm going to remember her for yeah. the next 20 years because she really you know she really worked hard so right that's where um that helps too. yeah you know, I think that's important um all right so we're gonna wrap up but I just wanted to say if you guys have any like final advice for preceptors or anything you know um that we didn't cover if we missed anything Oh yeah. I mean, one thing is like people, like this is a minor thing, but when we email you, I like, we are, you know, required to email about like, when can we come in? Yeah. Oh, And the moment when the preceptor doesn't email back until like Thursday, Friday beforehand, we're really panicking. Yeah. 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 I'm really bad about sometimes getting back on my emails. Yeah. I mean, because we were debating like, should we call them? Should we email them again? But we don't want to harass them. Like how much should we say? Yeah. And from the preceptor side, I think I could answer that. It, it doesn't mean anything. We're probably just so busy that we're yeah. not even yeah not even until the day before. Yeah, <laughs> it's just know. like we don't know who you are. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's yeah. even more terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and God. it's also just like, oh, did I email this correctly? Is that yeah. why they're not responding back? Yeah. Or then we yeah. start messaging our friends like, did you have this preceptor? Like, what time <laughs> do we come in on Monday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what's it about? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's fun. and the other piece of advice from preceptor side too. I know you guys were just talking about this, but. I think ask your preceptor as much as you can. I think mm-hmm. you should yeah. be able to ask and you should be able to inquire. And, um, you know, that's what that's what we're here for. Too. Right. And I think that that's important. Um, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. You know, because we learn from you guys and then you guys, you know, yeah. learn from us too. So, um, all right, great. Well, I want to thank you guys for your time. Oh, thank thank you, you for having us. This is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. Thank you for listening to RX Talk with Susie. Please share this podcast on all your social media outlets and help us reach other women in pharmacy. Be sure to check out our website. Go to pharmacistmomsgroup.com.